Ready for a podcast focused on conversations, community, and culture? Then grab your headphones and get ready for NCC Unplugged. We're breaking free from the traditional sermon format to engage in raw conversations about faith, life, and everything in between. So join us as we unplug from the noise of everyday life and plug into something more. This is NCC Unplugged. Conversations, community, and culture. Welcome back. We are excited you're joining us for episode three of this podcast with the NCC staff talking about culture, talking about um, community, just having conversations with one another and with you. It is post-Christmas, maybe a Christmas slump, and we're excited about the things that we are able to do over Christmas. We're excited about the extra time you're able to spend with your family. Hope you had a little bit of time off of work. Here in the church office, what we typically do is we take off between Christmas and New Year's, We uh, take some time off because we know that things get extra busy for us, typically around here during Christmas season, and we want to be healthy. Uh, We want to be healthy as we lead others, and so part of that is making sure we have enough time off and time to spend with our families, and so we're we're always very appreciative that we get to spend that extra time between Christmas and New Year's off and with our family. But we wanted to talk a little bit about some reflection— talk about this past year that we've had, some past, um, just thinking about this this year and kind of wrapping things up personally and being transparent with you all about how our years went, how the year went here as a church, and maybe inspiring you to reflect a little bit about your own year and thinking back to the different things you're able to accomplish, maybe things you weren't able to accomplish and hoping you were able to. Often this time is often spent with New Year's resolutions, thinking about what we weren't able to do and now inspired to do in 2024. So maybe we'll spend some time doing that as well. But I want to open up the conversation. Again, we have Matt, Garrett, Allison, Joshua, and Jonathan with us as church staff and kind of open the table a little bit this morning to get you all to think about your past years, the things that have changed for you. Maybe some of the biggest change was for Garrett, uh, he moved his family up here to Pennsylvania, and uh, yeah, probably, yay. yeah <laughs> we are excited about that. Uh, spent almost the entire year with us. I mean, you came. One of the first things that you did as a staff member was to come to our uh, staff retreat mm-hmm. with our elders. And so, you, when was your first little start date here with us at Norwin? So I, I preached my last sermon at Freedom on January fifteenth. And then the next day we were here. <laughs> like we had, we packed the U-Haul that Sunday afternoon, and then we we drove up on Monday. So and had an army of people to help us put everything in a storage unit, which was nice. And then I think that weekend was the the retreat, the elders and staff yep. retreat, and we were looking at houses and stuff during that week. And it took us a while. Before before we found one. So it, it was a roller coaster of a year for us. There was a lot happening. Grayson going through all the stages of development from walking and everything. He took his first steps at my aunt and uncle's house. We stayed there for, I think, I, I guess it was like two months, two and a half months. I was commuting back and forth from Morgantown and he took his first steps there. And um, so watching his development as we're kind of getting established in, in Pennsylvania, 
it's been it's been fun. We we enjoy. So we we got a house from a couple that was here at church, and whenever we had come to interview, we were really excited because we really liked them and and, and yeah we really connected with them and we were excited to to be friends with them and then about a month in we found out they were moving <laughs> so at least we bought their house from them um and then it they they did a really good job of kind of updating the house and we've kind of finished what they had started and it was it, that's been fun too so it's been a been a lot yeah talk a little bit about your transition from Preaching at a church to now becoming a minister of outreach and small groups. What what has that transition like been been for you over the past year? The biggest difference is like the weekly day to day. So, um, I we were it was a smaller church. We had about anywhere from one fifteen to one fifty, depending on the week. Um, and so I was. We only had one other person on staff, and we didn't have a secretary. So. A lot of my weekly work was administrative in the sense of putting together bulletins, slides, all the things that I'm very grateful that Rhonda does, <laughs> because I know how monotonous that can be. And we'll get her on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then prepping for sermons and, and lessons. So I would preach every Sunday and teach every Wednesday night. And um, then we'd also, I'd let a small group. So I'd, a lot of my week-to-week was prep for that, but then... As a small town minister, you're also doing all the hospital visits, all the house calls and stuff like that. So I had a, a regimen of spending about 8.30 until 1 o'clock doing all of my writing and administrative stuff, and then from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock doing visits just about every week, depending on what was going on. And so that's obviously switched a little bit, because I'm not writing a sermon every week. I lead a few small groups, so I'm prepping for those, um, but a lot of it is is kind of connecting with people through email and planning things out, and I will say people here use email so much more than rural Kentucky. I never used email in rural <laughs> Kentucky, and I use it all the time here. So there's like different differences in dynamics, partly just because it's a more populated area. So, um, But yeah, we... Not to get all mushy or anything, but we are so grateful for NCC. Um, we feel like we've just stepped right in and become at home. And I know I, I know Isabella just is so thrilled to have the community that we have here um, and, and to be a part of everything that's going on. So it's really exciting. Not that we didn't have a community at, in Kentucky, but it's just one of the things you worry about in making that transition is you're going to just feel like a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. And, and we never felt that way. And that's been really, it's been a testament to NCC for sure. Yeah. I know another thing that Isabel has been really excited about being here is the local McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> the she Isabella. So she grew up, she's from Brazil, 18 years and grew up in Brazil, moved here for college. That's where we met. And McDonald's was a luxury to her. Like she never really got McDonald's except for on a, an awesome like birthday or something and so the first thing when we came here for the interview there's the mcdonald's 
home of the Big Mac Museum, <laughs> and she said, "We're moving here." Like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's when we knew we got it. Yeah. When you guys were talking about that during your interview, we're like, "Oh, they're coming." Yeah. <laughs> Isabella loves McDonald's. Let it, me spoil you, babe. <laughs> up to the Big yeah, Mac yeah. Well, that when she was pregnant with Grayson. That was all she wanted was McDonald's. Like every day on her way home from from work, she stopped at McDonald's. Maybe she doesn't want people knowing that, but (laughs) she's pretty open about her love for McDonald's. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. So I guess we'll go from uh, newest hires to oldest hires. Uh, So Jonathan, I think you're up next. I would be. You've been here for several years, but just reflect yeah. on this last year as you've grown into your role as youth minister, mm-hmm. uh, getting to know the kids, the parents more. What's that been like? How do you feel like your year's been? Yeah, It's been really, really awesome. I mean, so it's like, so I have a book that you gave me that I'm talking to Jeff gave me um, called Your First Two Years in Youth Ministry. Um, and I had a realization the other day, like I would, I'd be like, okay, it's your first two years. I have two years to read this book. And I would kind of like read a little bit here and there. And then the other day, I like, I was like, time's almost up. Like, as of this month, it's two years Very that cool. I've been in this position, yeah. which is crazy. Um, but I've learned a lot, um, like, just through doing it. Um, and it's it's been really cool. This was the first year that all the students have had me longer than they've had Jeff as a youth minister. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, it was half and half last year. And then um, this summer, like, it made the transition, uh, which is just... It's it's cool. It's different. Um, we've there's been a lot of like we've kind of developed the culture a lot. Um, you know, like they're used to the way we do things, and they're used to the people that are there. And we've had volunteers that have now been involved for over a year. You know, um, which has been really cool. Um, it's it's I've been able to connect with them a lot more, and um, I think now that I'm like two years older, they listen to me better and <laughs> to respect me a little bit more. Um, you know, I've just been able to develop a lot of my own routines and preparing for things and just trying out a bunch of different stuff and finding out what works and what doesn't work. Um, uh, getting married was a huge thing. Uh, yeah, this year, that, so, <laughs> um, that was huge for the ministry too. I always joke like things must've been terrible before we got married. Cause there's so many things that I like almost do that Natalie's like, that's dumb. Or like that, why would you do that? And she saves the day all the time. Yeah. So, um, but that's, that's been awesome. It was so cool to, I mean, doing ministry was so different after we got married. Cause it's like everything we do, I have a partner mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she just helps me with so many things and trips are different. Cause it's like, you get to go together versus, you know, like last year, um, I, she was, I can't, she's lived in a bunch of different places, but for whatever reason, she couldn't come to like CIY. So it was like not having her there was just, it was difficult. Cause it was like, you can't even really, you're busy the whole time. So you can't really talk. Um, but like now that we're married, she comes with me. Um, it's just really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we're all very indebted to our spouses and for sure when they tell us that we're dumb and our ideas are dumb. (laughs) I'm very thankful. (laughs) Yeah. I, not to step on what you were saying, but like Isabella, I I like to say that, so whenever I was in college, I had a a best friend who was my crutch for social events. Mm -hmm. And um, like anytime we went somewhere, I had him as like my 
person that I would lean on because I'm not I'm a pretty awkward person yeah. in IRL in real life. <laughs> um, and you know, when we got married, Isabella became that, and so she's like my crutch. Like a, she's so outgoing and so extroverted, mm. and so like she breaks me out of that show and she tells me when I need to stop talking, tells me when I'm being awkward, tell me. Yeah. She gives me social cues like, yeah. that, that yeah. I wouldn't pick up on my own. Yeah. So, like, I I need her. <laughs> like, yeah. she's not just, like, someone that, you know, she's there along for the ride. She is my, yeah. you know, part of who I am. Like, without her, I would be a completely different person. Yeah. It's been too cool to grow it, like, with Natalie and then all the other volunteers that are just awesome, that are always there and, and super helpful, like, to find out, like, the weaknesses that I have, like, where they are strong in those areas um, and like being able to delegate to them and like every, they all just have such great strengths in so many areas. And it's like, I'll be away doing something and they are over here like, and they come up with this awesome, I don't know, game and like everybody's involved and it's like, Oh, that's so cool. Like that's, I never would have thought of that. So it's just, it's really cool to have this team that we've built over the year. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing. So going down the line, Allison is next. How how do you think this past year went for you as you've grown into your role and just personally as well? Sure. So I've been on staff um, since the fall of 2019, and I told a couple of people this year that this is the first year that I finally feel like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and so it's been, as I reflect on the year, um, it's been a good one um, because I really do um, – kind of know who I am in this role now and um, have been able to grow NCC kids um, with some ideas that I've come up with now as opposed to just the way things have have been going before me. Um, and so that's been really cool. And then also I would say the biggest change this year, um, when I started in this role, it was very administrative and over this past year, I feel like God has really grown me more in the the role of, of ministering to people. And so I have really um, loved that because I think we, we know that the church is made up of the people. And so for me to finally come to a realization um, that it's not just about volunteer scheduling and curriculum planning, but it's about learning the hearts of people and and coming to build deeper relationships with families. And so that has been something that I've I've loved about about this year and been able to reflect on how that can change um, me in the years to come and and ways that I can allow God to grow some of those parts of me that maybe before I wasn't using or or needed to develop some, some skills or, or grow in certain areas. So that's been really neat. Um, personally, um, our Jim and I have two children. Lily is 16 and in 11th grade and Cooper is 13 and in eighth grade. And so in this past year, as I reflect upon that, wow, like 11th grade, we're talking about colleges and taking SATs and all of those things. And so I reflect on this year as one of, um, urgency. I feel as a parent um, that our our time of having Lily in close proximity to us all the time, those days are drawing short. And so um, 
I feel like this year I've been uh, more intentional about the things that I'm making sure to to communicate to her and share with her because I know that um, you know in another after another year of school she's going to be headed off to college if God wills and and that's a little overwhelming as a mom but very exciting too and so just making sure that the relationship um, is solidified before she leaves so that she knows that Jim and I are her safe place to land when she's out on her own. Yeah, very cool. Definitely big. So our next longest staff member with us is Joshua. So Joshua, as you think about this past year, your role here, how have you grown? How have you uh, seen yourself this past year? Yeah. <clears throat> Just thinking about what Allison said, I love the the shift that she's made in obviously the focus on the children and them learning about Jesus, but also the parents part, because we know that is that's so huge when we think about impacting the children is resourcing the parents and coming alongside of them. I think it's been phenomenal. It's something really exciting to me. Um, yeah, for me, this has just been as my fifth year at NCC, uh, I think it's been my best year, uh, and maybe it's just, it, you know, there's a learning curve with the job, and I think it's hit a sweet spot for me. Even though my first couple years here, I was in a different role, and now being in the role that I'm in for two or three years, I think that's part of it as well. I just, I, I feel like there's just a real alignment, and I, I just feel like, wow, how many people get to do this? Like, there's, I feel such an alignment between what God made me to do and what I get to do here. And I've just sensed that this year, just a Very lot cool. of alignment there. Uh, so it, it's been a fun year this year. I, I took a, uh, I went on a trip just for executive ministers, executive pastors. It was a lot of fun. We took our first, like as a staff, took a big trip as a staff. That was a lot of fun. And I think uh, with Jeff's new role and Allison's new role with Garrett coming on board and just a lot of newness here, I felt like there was just a gelling this year of everybody in their roles. Um, so I feel you know, our church has experienced growth this year. Um, just all of that coming together has made it feel like a, a special year for me work-wise. Um, Personal-wise, I feel like it's been a very good year, but I also I feel like it's been more a year of clarity than a year of movement. So like I get here to the end of the year and I think about what are some of the weak points in my spiritual walk? What am I doing to address them? What is God calling me to do personally? I don't feel like I made a lot of progress on those things, but I feel like there's even more clarity about what they are. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes, you know, sometimes we have ideas of what progress looks like, and maybe that's not always what God intended, and our time is not God's time. But I feel like there's been more clarity on what those things look like for me it, it, God has just reinforced, and for me, I I just I feel called um, for, for us to continue doing great ministry as a church and as God's people, but also to be personally investing in people that I know that are going to be able to invest in others, and that's something that's always on my mind, but a lot of times just doesn't make it to the urgent in, in a given week or a given day. Uh, so I think it's been it's been a year of not a lot of progress, but a lot of clarity. Cool way to put that. Thanks for sharing. So you've been here for five years. Matt, you were hired around the same time. Yeah, it's kind of weird sitting around the table looking at everybody. I'm one of the uh, 
oldest staff members I here. Didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Joshua and I were hired right within a week or so of each other. Um, the red carpet was rolled out for the Persals for the introduction and stuff. I thought it was for me, so I was kind of disappointed whenever that uh, I, I was walking up on stage and they're like, "No, no, this is for Joshua and Aaron." It's like, no, it's not true at all. So did we, you did you like turn off the sound at that point? Yeah, yeah. The, all all the technical issues that that was on purpose. So, but yeah, we it was true. We were hired within yeah. a week or so of each other. Uh, but uh, I didn't know that. I thought that. I thought that Allison was here first, and then you came on. So Allison attended first for several long time. Um, I actually, during that time, I helped uh, plant a church in Export. Um, so we were there for that, and then we started coming um, 2017, I believe. And then, yeah, they uh, pretty much hired me uh, within a few months there's a whole story of coming here and saying I'm not getting involved because if you've never planted a church before or been a part of that for 13 years that we were a part of that is a lot of work and a lot of never just sitting in being able to take in a message, a lot of serving, which is great. But we got to the point where we we're like, all right, we need to just like not do anything. And so coming to Norwin that it was verbalized like we are not getting involved we're going to church, sitting, learning, and then leaving, and that is it. And then, uh, yeah, within – No, it's not what the church is about. And thankfully, within a couple months, Gary Wilson came to me. He was an elder at the time and was like, hey, we think we need a tech director, and your name was brought up. And I was like, I'll think about it. And so funny, he, he was like, you'll think about it. You're not saying no? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not saying no. I'm going to think about it. He's like, your brother-in-law said you would say no right away because you don't want to get involved right now. <laughs> so, but yeah, there's more to that story, but I'll end it there. So this past year, looking back, um, toward the beginning of the year, it was a lot of uh, just settling into uh, the, the role of tech director, even though I've been doing it for so long. I feel like this year specifically, uh, with the tech team that we have and with the uh, equipment and everything that we have, we really kind of like settled into a groove. Um, not too many new things were being um, introduced. Uh, the previous years, we got all new equipment in different areas. Um, so, yeah, so so the beginning of the year, it started um, just kind of, like I said, settling into place. We or I, I listened to a uh, a podcast and a YouTube channel called uh, Proge Church Tools, um, and the the host name is Brady Shear, and he's always has new ideas and everything that the church can utilize in technology. And uh, one of the biggest things was these uh, YouTube short videos um, that seemed to be taking the world by storm, and. Uh, started uh, started actually contracting with them to produce our short videos for us at the beginning. Um, and then after a couple months, I was like, I can do that. And it's just crazy the amount of reach that we're getting with them. Uh, one of the ones just last week that posted on YouTube has been viewed over 5,000 times now. Like insane numbers, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of just, uh, and, and for those of you who don't know, I, I own a business full-time as well. So there's always been that business owning and NCC media tech push and pull, struggle for time, uh, and being a father and husband on top of that. 
Um, so I've kind of settled into a routine, wake up early, do church stuff in the morning, go to work. And then when I come home, try to unplug from all that and do the family stuff. Um, so yeah, so personally, um, this year was huge. Uh, Dana got a new position with her job. She got promoted to director of, uh, of where she works and, that has for for our entire marriage and, and having the children, um, she's been the one to kind of you know take the lead on most everything while I was either working here at the church or you know building and running a business. Um, but with her new position, it's a lot more time intensive on her part, a lot more uh, she's just trying to kind of find her own way and and you know, in this new position. So a lot more has fallen on me now, but I definitely, uh, it's been a growing experience for me that I have to, to learn how to be there for her. Like she's been here for me for the past almost 19 years now at this point. And, uh, early on, uh, we're only what, four months in three, four months in early on that first month, it was very hard for me. And I, you know, a lot of, a uh, lot of going back and forth with each other, on you know what needed to be done, not just housewise, but being there for her in a way that I've never had to before. So it was a, it was a learning process for me. I'm not perfect, I'm still learning, uh, but I think we've definitely kind of settled into the 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 new chapter of of where our our lives uh, per- personally and professionally are. Very cool. So I'll go last. Um, coming up on 12 years here at Norwin, uh, May 20th of 2022. 2020, 2012 uh, is when I started here at Norwin as the youth minister and about nine years as youth, youth minister. And then, um, realizing this, this will finish my second full year as preaching minister. And so still definitely feel like I'm getting my legs under me, learning the, the, the ropes of things. And maybe you don't want to hear that your preacher's finally figuring out how to do things, but <laughs> that's often how I feel, uh, when it comes to planning sermon series and looking looking ahead at things and uh, interacting on different topics, and so uh, love some of like what Joshua said, love where we are as a staff, love the camaraderie we have, uh, being able to get everyone even here just for the podcast to sit around the table and we actually enjoy each other's company. Sure. I, I think we do, anyways. And we win <laughs> yeah. escape rooms. And we do. We we win escape rooms. Uh, <laughs> I think we did our third together and uh, completed it and just had a lot of fun with it. Um, sometimes looking back in the year, I forget just how much has been accomplished in a year. And not that things need to be accomplished, but things that were done and developed and uh, maybe changed over this past year. And so I was uh, making just a short list of things and realized, oh yeah, in the middle of the year, I had a motorcycle accident and that <laughs> happened too. I was in the hospital for a few days and uh, everything was fine with that. But um, just on a personal level, just how many things have been done. We had a great family trip out to Utah and uh, got to spend some time with my brother and sister-in-law out in, out in the mountains of Utah and just really enjoyed that time together as a family doing something. I mean, we've been on vacations together before, but never out west and just something great and new that we were able to do a new adventure. Uh, really felt like officially handed off the youth group to Jonathan, and he really doesn't ever come to my office anymore asking for things. <laughs> and so that was uh, just something that I thought about for this past year. And 
uh, really, again, just like what Joshua said, really feel like uh, we're in a place where we all belong and really moving and have some momentum within our staff positions and with with us as a church, um, some things that we've talked about doing and have accomplished and changed. And uh, some of those are just behind the scenes things that people will never see, but new processes to how we deal with things. And so just really excited about where we are. And, um, you know, we've uh, figured about this past year, again, we did the sermon series about things that divide us and had some really great conversations with people and um, putting some things out on the table with where we are as a church. And even though there were some hard conversations that happened with that, I really felt, and I think the elders and other staff members really felt like it was important to get those things out. And now that they're out, we can continue to move forward with those things. Um, and so even even though looking back, there's some downs, we know that there's a lot more ups than those downs. And because of the downs and because we know God delivered us through those and we saw God's hands in those downs, uh, we continue to praise him and continue to move forward with the vision that we believe he's given to us as a church. And so I think in a I think I can speak with for most everybody around this table, staff members. We're really excited about where God is bringing us. And as we look back on the things and the places where we've been uh, and knowing that God has brought us to where we are, we're excited for our future, not just here as a church, but personally and our families and uh, where we think God is bringing us as individuals in our development and our faith walk and where God is bringing us as a church because of that. And we're often challenged as church leaders to know that we can only go as far with the church as we are personally. And if we're struggling with something personally, if we're not in God's word, if we're not praying, we know that's going to impact our influence in the church. And so we always try to challenge ourselves individually and be held accountable by others around this table to be the best we can be as individuals um, in our faith walk with God uh, before we try to push other people to be that place, to, to get to that place uh, if we know that we're not individually at that place either. So I want to look forward just briefly. Uh, if you were joined us for our Christmas Eve service, I you know that we talked a little bit about our uh, sermon series in January and our spiritual growth process, and that's one of the things that we're, we're excited about and where we're going to go in 2024. And so we're going to speak just briefly to that and our spiritual growth process and a little bit about what we're doing in January for that. And you heard about the booklets that we hope you read through with the different devotions each day through January as we kick off the series. Um, and there's really four parts to the process. And so we'll go around the table and speak to those four parts. The first part in our process is come. We want people to come. What does that mean, Jonathan? So in our process, uh, the word come kind of encapsulates the fact that in order to start this process of the discipleship, you just have to come to Jesus. Come just as you are with everything you are um, to Jesus to start that, that process. Yeah. And our second part in that is uh, community. We want people not to just be by themselves but with others. So what does that mean, Gary? Yeah, so we're looking at we come and we need to connect. And I th I, I think there's kind of a twofold 
aspect to this, one, that we connect to Christ um, in the sense that, like he says in John 14, we're connect, or 15, we're connecting to him as the vine. He's the vine, we're the branches. So we have to connect to him, but the, the way in which we connect to him is by connecting to the community and the church. Um, and, and so we want to make sure that people are getting plugged in in small groups, that they're connecting to ways they can serve, connecting to uh, different aspects of what goes on here at NCC so that we can continue to grow together in the community, but also continue growing in who Christ is and who we are in Christ. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that happen in that when we connect with others, and the, I think probably the biggest thing that comes out of that is some individual growth. Yes. So our third word is grow, and this has always been a personal passion of mine, and just when I think about what God called me to in ministry, this is where I tend to gravitate, is helping people who at some level have always already found Christ, is helping them grow in their faith. And as you look through scriptures, they're just whether something Garrett talks about a lot is the the vine and the branches from John 15 or just so many other places where the scriptures teach us that there's this continual growing process. And sometimes in our minds, it's even hard to to delineate it because we're like, okay, we're never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. We're never going to arrive, but yet we're all, all, always growing. And in our world, we're like, hey, there's got to be an end. But in our spiritual lives, the end is never in this world. So we're always growing. So and this idea of continual growth can be very countercultural, but because unfortunately, there a message gets out there that okay, you accept Christ and you you do something like you just come to church, and then so many people end up flatlining in their relationship with God, and it's so anti-biblical. And so we've just got to be passionate about this grow piece as part of our spiritual growth process. I think there's a lot of overlap there with the connect and the grow. Um, which is purposeful, that in order to grow, we have to be connected, but in order to properly connect, we have to be intentional about our growing. And part of that is that we realize that the more that we grow, I I think a lot of times when we come to faith and we give our lives to Christ, we have this assumption that now I'm finally looking at Christ more fully. But then as we grow in our faith, the more we realize the farther we are from Christ. And so I, I can't remember who it was that wrote this, either St. John of the Cross or maybe it was uh, John Owens that said that as we grow in our faith, we will grow in the realization of how far we are from Christ, that mm-hmm. the closer we get to Christ, the further we are away from Him. It doesn't mean that we were closer to Christ before we became Christian or right when we became Christian, but we become more aware of how distinct and holy God's nature is from our nature and the more we rely on Christ for our need to draw near to God's nature, the more we realize how far we are, and the more we want to continue to grow. And so that connection to Christ and connection to community coincides very heavily with what it means to grow. Hey, one quick technical plug as we move along is, uh, Jeff mentioned the booklets, but this information is online. We know you may be listening to this anywhere in the world, but you can you can access that booklet online and follow along with us. Yeah. So you can already see that we're... We're excited about this um, as we talk about it because we want people to come. We want people to connect. We want people to grow. And part of that growth is then the fourth step. So the fourth step is go. And we often think of um, the Great Commission when it comes to this. We think go into all the world. And this year, um, both Jeff and Garrett have helped me learn 
that um, the form of go that is used in Matthew 28, 19 is actually, it means as you're going. So instead of an active, like I'm going to decide today to go do something, we want the spreading of the gospel and the service that we do for others to be such a natural part of our daily life, that it should just be an, an overflowing of our love for God and the transformation that Jesus has brought in our lives as we are going throughout our daily lives, people should be able to see the difference that Jesus brings to us. And we should be looking for opportunities to share the good news with others and to serve the people around us as a way to reflect our love for God. Yeah. So as you're listening to this podcast, hopefully, uh, either the end of 2023 or the beginning of 2024, maybe you're starting to reflect on New Year's resolutions, some things, and you can look at yourself in this process and say, where are you within that? How have you grown? How have you connected with others? Are you going out into all the world as you go about your business? And use one of these terms or where you are in it uh, for your for your understanding and, and reflection on 2023 and where you want to be in 2024. And we'll talk more about this. We'll talk about it in our next podcast. We'll talk about it on Sunday mornings and online as well. We're going to have a prayer room available in January, just like we did in 2023. We'll have our 24 hours of prayer at the end of January. And so we're excited to start our year off with this process. Not that it's a checklist, uh, things just to get done, but where it really brings you into greater intimacy with God, the creator of the universe. So thank you again for listening to our podcast today. We're excited that you keep connecting with us in this way, and we're so excited to continue these conversations with you. Thank you for tuning in to NCC Unplugged. If you've enjoyed listening to our podcast, we encourage you to share this with your friends and family. NCC Unplugged is available on all major podcast platforms. And if you're ever interested in experiencing Norwin Christian Church firsthand, we invite you to join us for our services every Sunday at 8.45 and 10.30 a.m. We have engaging classes available for all ages, ensuring there's something meaningful for everyone in our church community. For more information about NCC or any other inquiries, visit norwinchristianchurch.com 